Okay, so um, welcome to those of you that have found your way to this workshop. And uh, uh, the topic, as you've seen on, uh, in your program, it is about medical missionary work or health evangelism. And so we're going to have uh, three different um, sequences. Uh, so when you ask about that, uh, we'll have today and then tomorrow and then uh, on Sunday. Or is it Sunday or Monday? Anyways, we'll have three, three, three sequences. And uh, it will all be in under the topic of health evangelism. But um, the first one um, are called Christ Method Alone. And then the second one, the health work in Advent history. And then the third one is the basics or the medical missionary work. And then in the end, we're going to do a brainstorming to uh, think about and talk about how we can apply these principles in our own life. And not just in our own life, but how we can also apply it in our situation in life. How we can actually take these principles and run with them and be medical missionaries. So, um, before we go into the topic for tonight, uh, we'll uh, have a word of prayer together. And uh, I guess for those of you that want, we can um, kneel down. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, we uh, just want to praise you and thank you that we have the possibility to be here at Impact Scandinavia. It has been such a blessing so far, and I think we all really rejoice in the fact that you are raising up an army of young people all over the planet in different parts of this world to, that have a seal and a passion to share you with those around them. And Lord, you place this burden in our hearts. We do want to reach out to humanity, and there are so many ways in which we can do that. And yet you have given us a um, way that is effective, one that is basically following in your footsteps, learning from your example. And I just want to pray, Lord, that during these sessions that we're going to spend together, that you will inspire us with your, your Holy Spirit, that we may learn from you. And Lord, I pray that, uh, humble as I am, that you, uh, that you will just use me as a tool, that you will use me as a channel, that you will um, use me to um, share and convey some of these things that have been such a blessing to myself. And um, I pray that your presence may be here, that your spirit will inspire us, and that we may have uh, attention. And I also want to pray, Lord, and praise and thank you for the Holy Sabbath hours that has um, arrived this um, time that in a special way we can spend together with you in your presence and we pray that you will sanctify us that you will make us holy that we can truly be uh, uh, that we can truly experience the uh, sanctity of the sabbath and um, have an experience with you and this we pray in jesus name amen <coughs> Okay, so um, we are at a youth conference, and we are at a youth conference where we have a special goal, and that is that we want to be equipped to reach out to other people with the gospel. Isn't that right? We have a burden in our, in our hearts that we want to reach out to people that do not know Christ and do not know his saving power. And yet we have a whole seminar that is dedicated to health evangelism. And I guess the first question that we would ask ourselves is, what is the relation between health and evangelism? And since we are so few, I think we can also have an interact interactive session that we can you know, share with each other. Um, what are your thoughts about the relationship between health and evangelism? Health and the gospel. What is the rela re relationship between the two? Mm -hmm. One is that the, the gospel uh, evangelism is to restore the image of God in, in, the, in man. Um, 
the character of Golden Man, and the character is is um, developed in the mind, which is supplied by blood, and um, the 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 better the quality of blood you have, the clearer can you think mm -hmm. and develop, uh, and the better can you develop this this uh, image of God. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's hmm. at least that's one condition. Yeah. Very good thoughts. Yishka, did you have? Oh no, <laughs> yes, you were just I, itching? I, yes, but I mm. think <laughs> <laughs> You got the opportunity anyways. <laughs> yes, maybe in addition or this similar is that um, God uh, wants the best for us mm -hmm. um, spiritually, but that also includes that we are healthy and are feeling well in the mm, mm. body, so I think he's interested in our health, both, both spiritually and mentally and physically, mm. and, and therefore I think uh, he wants us to learn about that, and, mm. and then if we can reach people by um, telling them a theological truths, mm. we can also reach them uh, by telling them how to live a better life, and then show God's love in that way because God wants them to be healthy. Mm -mm. Very good thoughts. Mm -hmm. uh, everyone is interested to, to have a healthy life. Mm -mm. And uh, many persons uh, outside uh, our church are interested in uh, this field and uh, uh, working with the health uh, method we can make them as a friend. Totally. Did you read the quotes mm. that I had for the seminar description? No. <laughs> it was basically, basically your words saying that, that Christ has a method, you know, and, and the way that he uh, reached people was basically by gaining their trust and showing that he had an interest in them. And then afterwards, he would call them to follow him. Um, very good thoughts. I think you could all be seminar presenters here. <laughs> so, um, just some of the you know, points that I put up here. Uh, the first one is stewardship. And uh, that is, um, and maybe we can turn to 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 19 and 20. 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 19 and 20. And of course, these verses are very familiar to us. And yet, they are profound. And there it says, um, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you are bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And I put that, this up as the first point because um, when we think about our bodies, they don't even belong to ourselves. It is actually God's property. He has bought us. He has created us. So in that sense, we belong to him. And when we fell away from him, <laughs> he has also redeemed us. He gave his life to gain us back. So in a double sense, we do belong to God. And that's why even the body that he has given us, the mind that he has given us, they are not our own. They belong to God. And in that sense, we are responsible to take care of the property that he has given to us. So we are called to be stewards of this wonderful body, this wonderful mind that God has given to us. And I found one um, quote that I really like from, um, it's actually from the first vision that Ellen White received on health reform. And we're going to look more at that tomorrow um, when we're going into the history of the health work in the Advent history. And we're going to look at the progression. But um, in this first vision, she's also mentioning this very fact that we have a responsibility for these faculties, for this body that God has given to us. Um, and it says here that the body which God calls his temple should be preserved in as healthy a condition as possible. Many act as though they had a right to treat their own bodies as they please. 
And maybe you heard people saying that, you know, but it's my body. I can do as I want, you know, if they're smoking or something and you want to share something with them, it's like, it's none of your business, you know, it's just my body, I can do as I want. But it's actually God's property. They do not realize that God has claims upon them. They are required to glorify him in their bodies and spirits, which are his. While they give themselves up to gratification or unhealthy appetites, and thus bring disease upon themselves, they cannot render to God acceptable service. They cannot weigh the evidences of truth and comprehend the requirements of God. And I think that is also coming back to what Joachim was sharing in the beginning, how that health is not just about, you know, sometimes we think about health as, sure, you know, the statistics show that Adventists, they are living a few years longer than other people which is true, because in general we have received some precious light and it's true that many Adventists are vegetarians and you can see the benefits of that in that on average we live longer than the general. But that is maybe not the main point when it comes to health. Because through a healthy lifestyle we will also have a clear mind and better be able to comprehend the things that God wants to share with us. And like it said in this quote, that if we are living in such a way that we are abusing the property that God has given to us, our bodies, then we actually are not able to weigh the evidences of truth and to <coughs> comprehend the requirements of God. And of course, we do want to comprehend the things of God. And that's also why God has given us the health message that we can understand his ways uh, better. But not only, um, oops, not only um, are we stewards that God has given us a body, that he has given us a mind, that we're responsible to, or that we should take care of that as God's property, but also we um, are representatives for God sent out in this world. And um, I think um, most of us know that, let's say if it is a health company or something, and they want to sell a certain product, the ones that they are you know, using as their sales representatives to sell that product, somehow they want them to be representative, you know, they want them to look good, they want them to have tested the product themselves, uh, they want them to um, be uh, representing that product and what, what that product actually does, does to you, does to you, does to you, yeah, and, um, and uh, that would be, you know, in, in words, life, looks, demeanor, that they can test, testify about the effectiveness of this product. And we are not just sales representatives for a health company. <laughs> we are actually representatives for the creator, the God of the universe that has created everything and that upholds everything. And in that sense, we want to be worthy representatives for him. We want people to um, uh, look at us and say, they have got something special, you know? And we want to learn more about what they have. And like I think Yishka was mentioning how that God, he has given us counsels for all the different areas of life. Um, God is, is, you know, it's like this holistic concept that God has given to us. And hi, welcome. <laughs> and, um, and, and it's such a blessing that in all these different areas of life, physical, mental, social, spiritual, that we have received light. And when we apply the light that God has, has given us, then we'll also be worthy representatives for him, that we can share the product in such a way that people will have a desire to know more about that product. And that product is the gospel. We eventually want to lead people into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. And that product is not something people can buy, the price is already paid for that product. But we can be representatives to give people a taste that they want to know more about the God 
that we do represent. And uh, as I was thinking about some, you know, biblical examples of this, uh, quite naturally, I guess, I was thinking about the story that we find in Daniel chapter 1. And um, there we find, of course, the story about Daniel and his friends. We learned it from childhood. <laughs> and how they were brought to Babylon and, you know, how all this, the king's delicious food and wine were placed before them. And their steadfastness, their determination to keep their bodies and their minds pure and clean. And you know that the results of that, God really blessed that steadfastness. He really blessed that determination that they had to keep their bodies and their minds and their hearts clean. And it's amazing when you read that story, how they, God used them as his representatives in a pagan nation. God's name was exalted in the world kingdom of those days. And, and, and his glory was really put on display through their lives. And I think we have a lot to, to learn from that. I love how Daniel said, you know, how it says, you know, that Daniel was determined that he would not defile himself. Welcome, Daniel. <laughs> um, and then as a third point, and we've already been discussing this, um, how that God has given us a holistic message. Uh, it's a message that is not just for the spiritual dimension, but that it is a message that also pertains to the physical, the mental area, the social area. And uh, maybe we can turn together to Third uh, John. One, two, that should be. Third John, it actually has just one chapter. So Third John and then um, verse 2. John verse 2 and it says beloved I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers so this again shows that God he has a care not just for our soul for our spiritual well-being but that he also has a care for physical well-being and actually this is this is something that goes so closely together you know, in a world today, we have such a tendency to compartmentalize. That was a hard word. Compartmentalize and to put things into boxes, you know, into categories. So you talk about, even you see from them, many times in like Christian circles, they will talk about spirituality, but health will be like a completely different thing. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes we advertise as Adventists with prophecy in health or something, and people are like, what's the connection? <laughs> But truly, there is a connection. But for many people, they think very much in boxes, you know, like even you see it in the educational sector, that it's um, so much this Greek thinking, you know, that you have theory and then, you, you know, uh, you just work with the mind, but you don't involve the body. And this is the same also when we come to the aspect of when we talk about health evangelism, it is like holistic, it's like a total picture you can't break it up you can't say oh this is spiritual and that is physical you know or you know it is something that that belongs together and god is the creator of body mind and spirit and he wants it all to be preserved um blameless to his glory and that is basically the, uh, the other verse that i put up there from first thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 23, there it says that Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And maybe we should add the next verse as well. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. So again, we see this completeness that all these different aspects, they belong together as one unit that can't be separated. Health, uh, the health work. And what uses um, a term for that? And she says that the health work is 
the gospel in practice. It's a practical gospel. Um, And I think somebody mentioned that as well, that I think you mentioned that actually, that when we help people with their health in a practical way, then somehow it is gaining the trust and it's opening the way to reach people with the gospel. Um, And um, I have this this quote also that I want to share with you, which um, uh, probably some of you have heard this expression, you know, how the health work is to be the right arm of the body. And, um, and this is taken from uh, Testimonies 8, Volume 8, page 77. Uh, and there it says that the medical missionary work is to be the work of the church, um, is to be to the work of the church as the right arm to the body. Is it good to cut off the right arm? Not really. That is the thing that we're opening the doors with. That is the thing we're writing with. I mean, if you would cut off your right arm, you would see how handicapped you are without it. Um, the third angel goes forth proclaiming the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. The medical missionary work is the gospel in practice. All lines of work are to be harmoniously blended in giving the invitation come for all things are now ready. And I like these two expressions, you know, how this medical missionary work is supposed to be the right arm of the gospel and how it is the gospel in practice. It's a practical way of showing God's love. It's a practical way of showing God's care. And actually, when you, when you look at, you know, the healing, it's such a fitting representative of the healing that God wants to do to our souls, you know, to the sin problem. It's like this complete restoration that Joachim was talking about. <clears throat> Another expression that I also love uh, that Ellen White is using for the health work is the following, and this is taken from Manual for Canvassers, page 45. And she says that when properly conducted, the health work is an entering wedge, making a way for other truths to reach the heart. And this I've experienced so many times. Because uh, I think, what was your name again from Romania? Eddie? Yeah, I think you mentioned that. You know, people, sometimes it's hard for them to... Hi, Vivian. It's hard for them to relate to the spiritual things, you know. It's sometimes hard for them to admit that they have a need. And before you can help any people, they need to realize that they have a need. Otherwise, you can't really help. You know, if they don't see a problem, you can't really help anyways. So people need to understand that they have a need. And many times they do not want to admit that they have a spiritual need, even though we know that everybody has a spiritual need, but many people don't realize, or at least they don't want to admit that they have spiritual needs. But most people do appreciate help. And most people, if they are sick, they do want to get help. Of course, it's natural. I mean, it's something that is tangible. If you're sick, it's something that's more tangible and you want to to find relief from that. And also, I think we all have heard people maybe coming to us, and, or at least I've heard it many times, you know, and they, they are sick and they have gone to their doctor, and, but they don't really find any help. They are just given some, some painkillers or, you know, something that is just helping the symptoms, but it's not really going to the root. And so, and of course, the health sector is also very pressed. And, and in order to, to ha- have a reservation that comes from the root, you know, that comes where you go to the root of the problem, it needs time. Nature needs time. And effort, exactly. And the health sector is so pressed. And many people, one, exactly. And, and those uh, uh, natural things, they are so cheap, but they need care. They need you know, love, they need time, all those things that we don't have in our society. And so I think that there is a great need. People, they are looking for alternatives to the 
um, traditional ways, you know, just going to the doctor and getting some painkillers. They realize that is not really, you know, going to the root of the problem or really helping them. I had this lady, uh, I actually met her on the street in Oslo, Kaluhan, when I was doing street mission. And uh, we were passing our tracks. It was an amazing story anyway, so I'm not going to go into all the details. But how God led us together, it was just incredible. Um, talking about second timing, you know, how sometimes you just think about, you know, the heavenly uh, host of angels and how they must orchestrate all these things to make you meet exactly on that time. And, you know, it's an incredible thing. She had been praying to God, you know, for an understanding of the prophecies. And we, and she, she had got in her mind, she had to go another way back. And so we meet exactly at this point and, and God had impressed me the same morning. I have to take a, a, a DVD with me with English prophecy lectures. And I'm like, why, Lord? And when I met her, I knew that it was for her. But she had a lot of health problems as well. She had a spiritual, she had a, like this seeking also after spirituality, but she also had lots of health problems. And she had been in and out of the hospitals. And the only thing that they had done basically was to give her painkillers. And... Uh, uh, I came to her, you know, and helped her with, the, you know, some of the natural things, you know, the chocolate and, and some of the simple natural remedies. And, um, and it's incredible how people appreciate that you take that time with them. You know, they're just so disappointed about the traditional ways. And they, they're just taken as a number, you know, and just like quick process, giving your medications on next one. And when you take that time with people, and when you talk to them and share with them about changes that they can make in their lifestyle, you know, the appreciation that people show and, and how they, they just um, craft, you know, thank you for helping me. And you see the changes in their lives. It gives you so much. And, um, and I can really say that this expression that is used here, you know, how the health work is the entering wedge Making a way for other truths to reach the heart is so true. Um, I was watching um, some time ago, actually, with my students in class. We were watching a documentary together at Madsen School. And uh, it's called Forks of a Knives. We, we watched it, actually, together as well. Um, how many have seen this documentary? Wow. Yeah. Huh? But, okay, the trailer. You have to. You have to see the whole thing. Okay. So when you get home, then you watch it together with. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it's it's very good. It's very inspiring. But one thing that really impressed me um, in this documentary, it's about you know the relationship between diets and uh, lifestyle and many of the, the lifestyle diseases that are very prevalent in the world today, like cancer and heart, blood vessel disease and so on and so forth. And these people that have made this documentary, they're not even Christians. They don't even have this complete picture that we have, that we have, you know, got through inspiration. But it was so impressive to me because in this documentary, it's like two young doctors. There's a couple there. And... Um, they have seen some of these principles or, you know, <coughs> health nature's way, playing on team with nature, you know, uh, using the natural remedies and um, using changes in lifestyle and diet. And, and they've seen the great results that this is doing in people's lives. And so um, even though, you know, they have studied for years and they could earn lots of money, they are using their profession to... Um, go to people's homes and <laughs> and when uh, you know the immediate sick people may be very tired of the traditional system it doesn't help and then they come into the picture and they sit down with them and they they take time to explain to them why these things have happened and how they can go to the root of the problem and how they can remove the cause and how they can regain their health and it's it's just so incredible it's so um impressive to see um, uh, them taking this time with the people, going into their homes, cook, you know, going to the shop together with them, buying the stuff, bringing it to their home, cooking together with them, and le leading the whole way from the very beginning to the end and seeing the results in those people's lives. That's so impressive. And these people are not even Christians, you know. They don't even know the completeness of what we know. Imagine all the light that we have. 
And what if we would really implement these things? What a difference that could make in people's life because people gain a lot of trust. Can you imagine, you know, doctor couple doing, doing this for them, taking all that time to share with them the li- how they can make changes in their lifestyle, they see the improvement, and of course they will be open to, to know more about why, what, you know, what makes you do these things. And I think it's just such a, I think for us it should just be an inspiration to us to really take the light that we have received and run with it. Because the world is so much in need and the world is just waiting. They are open and they are waiting. And now we come to this quote that is basically like the core of this first session. And um, that I also had on the description for this um, seminar. And it is taken from Gospel Workers, page 363. And there it says, Christ's method alone will give true success in reaching the people. The Savior mingled with men as one who desired their good. He showed his sympathy for them, ministered to their needs, and won their confidence. Then he bade them, follow me. Isn't that nice? Isn't that really summing up? Um... You know, this wonderful example that we have in Christ. And of course, I mean, even when you read through the Gospels and you see Christ's way of dealing with people, you see, I mean, there are more more talking about all these miracles than about all these teachings. Christ combined this in such a fascinating way. And it's, it's, it's really an example for us to follow. And it says that this method alone will give true success in reaching the people. And I think especially in our society, like I said, um, many people do not realize their spiritual needs. They will just, I know it for myself, I've been doing a lot of canvassing work, you know. And you come there with your religious books and people are just like, slam, you know, not interested. But then, when you come with health, and I've seen, I've seen the difference I made this cooking book, you know, like vegan cooking book. And it's such a nice tool. And especially because it is, you know, a personal product, something you can tell your experience, you know, and your road to this, this kind of life. And, um, and it's such a different attitude that people meet you with. They're just like, oh, really? Oh, tell me more. What's your experience, you know? And then you can start to share about how you made these changes in your diet and how it has been affecting you and... To me, I also studied into nutrition. I love the topic. And, and then to share some of those facts with people. And at once, people are just so unprejudiced. Or how do you say that? I mean, they don't have the same wall that is just coming up at once, you know. It's, it's like you talk on the same level and they are, they are showing interest. I remember I came on the door to this, um, it was this young man. And um, he was an atheist. I didn't know that when I came to his door, of course. But um, uh, I had my cooking book, and so I was just starting to share with him, you know, about my experience with this kind of food and how it had helped me and that it was really a passion for me and that just uh, sharing some facts about nutrition and stuff. And then he got really interested and he was like, oh, wow, really? Oh, really? It's without, you know, because it's a vegan cooking book, so it's without even milk and, you know, those kind of things. And he's like, oh, really? I'm very interested in that because... I have milk allergies and we have all these problems, health problems in our family and, and oh really? And, and, and tell more, tell more, you know, about the, the, the things with a, a diet without, you know, any animal products. And he was like, come in, come in, this was really interesting, sit down, you know. And he was even, like, he was a businessman, you know, and he had his office there and he was, and he was just taking time off and just like, you know, tell me. And, um, and then I was sharing with him for a long time, and he bought a cooking book, of course. And, and then um, after I bought a cooking book, I thought, okay, now is the time to get it into more spiritual topics. And, and I just, you know, just moved it into the spiritual topics. And then he said, oh, really? You know, I'm an atheist, he said. But I used to be a Christian when I was a child. I used to be a Christian. And then I, I asked him, you know, so, so what made you an atheist? I mean, wh- how come this changed? What, what led to that? 
and we came into this real interesting conversation. And, um, and he was so open. He was so open. I was able to open the Bible and show him the whole, you know, great controversy, you know, with how it all broke out in heaven and the whole picture about that. And he was totally without any prejudice, just listening, just totally listening like a child. And, um, and I just thought, man, this is really so true, you know, when you show interest in people, when you desire their good, then it's the entering wedge that is opened for the truth to enter into hearts. Vivian. Last summer, we yeah. had the uh, health expo, mm-hmm. and in this room, and you took one of our girls, was it Sarah? Or? Yeah, yeah. And you went out to some of the houses and you mingled. Yeah. You were out there reaching the people, and you decided they're good, and you were there talking, and they didn't actually want to leave the house, wasn't it? Yeah, it was also an incredible story. There were so many stories to tell. Yeah, that was also so incredible. We decided we should go in the doors and invite people for health expo. And um, we should actually have Vivian to tell a bit more about Health Expo. I was planning to ask you the last meeting, but then you're maybe gone to New Zealand. So maybe we have to use some of the first... Oh, time is running from us. Anyways, I'll share it shortly. Uh, Sarah and I decided, okay, we'll go on the doors and we'll invite people for Health Expo. And it was this one door. And it was actually the first or the second door even. And um, then this teenagers coming out and we're explaining everything about impact and what we're doing in the city and the health expo and then the grandmother is coming out and she's very um what are you talking to my granddaughter about you know kind of thing she was quite grumpy and we're just smiling and we just said well we have this health expo in town and telling about the concept about impact and everything and then she was like oh and then she started to tell us about all her sickness and everything but she couldn't come to the health expo and then we said yeah, but you have all this, you know, she had this back pain and neck pain and everything. And they were like, but we can come in and give you a massage. And so we joined in together with her and um, we were there for like one hour or something. I gave a massage to her and Sarah gave to the, to the granddaughter. And during that time, it's just like people totally open up, you know. Uh, prejudice is gone. I mean, at the first when we began there, when we began, when we came to the door, it was hard prejudice. You know, you could just feel it. You know, what are you doing here? You know, what are you talking about? But at, one, at once, as I saw that we were doing something in town, desiring people's good, like you said, then the ice was melted. And the grandmother, she was even saying to her granddaughter, she said, go with them to the health expo. Join them. Follow them. Exactly. Like you says here, follow them. And, um, and she did, and it was so amazing. At the last, actually, she went through the whole thing, and at the last post, she was asked for Bible studies, and she accepted Bible studies. And so, yeah, that's another story that really shows how, how the health message is like the entering wedge, making way for other truths to reach the heart. Very true. Vivian, maybe I will ask you now, I'll do a little change in my thing here because I know that you want to be here the last evening. I was yeah. thinking to maybe ask you to share a little bit about Health Expo. Do you want to share a few things about that as an inspiration? Just, uh, can you also say like the, um, what it's all about, what, what steps you're going through because um, we did one in our church and I was like totally disappointed mm. because well, it was super non-professional. You know, mm, so, mm. like, Guys, what are you? Yeah. How do we try to attract people? It was done so bad, mm-hmm. so I'm wondering how you do it. And it's a blessing that we have Vivian here because she's actually one of the forerunners, I could say, about Health Expo. Um, in Norway, she was the first one to arrange uh, Health Expos, isn't that true? In, uh, in Europe. In Europe, actually. Mm-hmm. She was initiator of, of Health Expos. And, and since we have yeah. Vivian here now and she'll be gone later on, I'll actually give you. A few, just very short, yeah? Just very short to, to tell us a little bit about what inspired you to actually introduce this concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Well, I was um, with my family living in America. Um, this is back in 88, 1988. And we had the privilege of meeting uh, Dorothy and Wilbur Nelson and family because they were friends of people we were working for. 
And we were sitting there on a Sabbath afternoon and she was telling us about this concept. Of course, she was based at Weimar at the time and uh, they were teaching there and um, he, her husband was a physician. And um, she was telling us that um, back in 81, 82, she had been asked to give a health presentation that kind of worked as a very good visual aid with her husband giving health talks for Elder Neil Wilson's campaign in the Philippines, in Manila. And uh, she thought, well, I haven't got much time, three months, what shall I do? So she prayed, and um, she really prayed hard, what could I do? And the Lord showed her, gave her kind of like a dream or a concept or a vision, if you like, that she presented to all the health workers at the hospital in Manila Adventist Hospital the next morning. And when she presented this concept, they all rallied and said, can we do that? We can help you. And uh, this was presenting the health message in a visual frame, um, using the eight health keys that we have from the Spirit of Prophecy, and you're doing it professionally, medically, you know, what happens in our body. And originally the way they did it was that there were paintings of the heart and the workings of the heart, workings of the lungs, workings of the digestive system, and it was painted by artists over there. And they were using this to to present before the health talk and before the evangelistic meetings. And it, as it turned out, when Elder Neil Wilson and his team kind of thought this was a little bit too much, uh, more like a circus was the quote, was the words that they used. They actually experienced when the people started coming, seeing all this fascinating color and all these pictures and all the visuals and all the activities that was part of the health expo. In each of these eight booths, they got to actually try getting their health checked in many different ways. And from that day until today, it's now been used everywhere. Because after the campaign was over, Elder Neil Wilson was saying, this is the way we should do health evangelism. Many people is, is hooked on, on it and think it's very good. And small churches around uh, Europe think, ah, we should take it. And I agree with you that some churches uh, tend to take it and they don't have any health expert to sit there. And, mm. and I think that even sometimes it can make damage when churches, good in heart, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. want to do good, but doesn't have uh, mm. professional people to sit mm. and, and, and yeah. use just pastors who have not even studied too much in, in health. Well, even the youth, even the young people that are, even them need some training. Yes. They need to be trained to know what to do in each of their posts. And during impact, this is what we try to focus on, training each person, each group of people, what they're going to do in each of those posts that they will be working. But we always make sure that we have nurses and physicians with us. We don't feel that we're equipped to do to actually execute the the mission without having that. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is wherever we go, whether we're going to the city or to the countryside or any small shopping center somewhere, we feel that we are only as effective and successful as what we are professional at the same time. Because this is how people perceive us. You know, you you come with that authority. Mm -hmm. And uh, even when we have... Some people that may not have um, the medical training as such, but they've had um, the, the experience and they've had uh, training from Wildwood and have um, different other centers, and they have practiced it. They have carried it out and they know a lot. They have a lot of wisdom of natural health. This gains people's confidence too. Because they're speaking with authority and they're, they're referring to books and they're referring to studies that are done by me- medical professionals. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, is, it is effective that way. So maybe you could just sh- uh, share shortly because Danny was asking the question, what are actually the steps that you're going through? That was your... You can talk later. Yeah. But maybe people are interested. So maybe you can just share in like 
Four minutes. Okay. The steps the of steps. the expo, mm -hmm. the actual, what happens. Yeah. Um, the first, first of all, we, we get everything set up. Um, you have to talk to the community. The best thing is to talk to the health um, director of the council in that local community, that you ally yourself with the, with the health department in that area, so that you're even having some local doctor or local health um, uh, authority behind you. And then you talk to the shopping center where you want to have it. And then um, the next thing is to, to work with the newspaper and local people so they all know what is happening here and start to promote it. Then you have the young people that are going out with the leaflets and uh, inviting people. Then what we have done, get the, lo the Church of Norway to print a magazine that they usually print just with a, a version for for this um, concept that we're doing, for the program that we're doing. They print a separate magazine just for this that we're giving out to the people so they can read about the health program that is going on. And then when we are all set up, ready to go inside this particular structure, we have the young people out on the streets saying, or on a stand in the town, saying, this is what's happening in there. In the stand, they have books and they have maybe giving out food and drinks and talking to people and having all our other books. And then they're referring them to, if you want to actually try to, to get some tests, some health check today and find out your health age, go up there to the center and you will be able to do it there. And then the first thing they meet when they come up there is a, um, person who actually goes through the paper, they, they get to fill out a document for themselves, which is their kind of health passport. And they have this passport along with them the whole time. And they get all their health results written down on this passport for each post they go through. So they're first getting their blood cholesterol and then they are getting their blood pressure and then they have their lung capacity and then they have the uh, health, the, um, what do you call them? Endurance tests, step mm -hmm. tests the Harvard uh, step test, and then they get um, the G BMI, um, body, body mass index, and then they have the massage, and then they get to speak to the doctor, and the health age people are then evaluating their paper. So the young people can, can do many of these things easily. So we have the professionals there as a framework. We have like a, a fixed team that are kind of like the professional core of the Health Expo team. This is called the fixed group. And then we fill, it, fill this fixed group in with, um, with other young people that can do all the easy things, like taking the pulse and, and uh, giving some of the counsel that they have learned about and taking the health age and checking that. So it's important to have a good core team mm -hmm. and that they have the training. Mm. Mm. And it's very effective for reaching the confidence of the people. Mm. Was that helpful? Mm -hmm. And if you have more questions as to um, the history of health expos or how they are, um, how, how you go through it and stuff like that, Vivian has a lot of experience in, in those areas and it's such a blessing to be a part of it. You really, um, it's a very good way to come in contact with people. And this is one of the ways that we can use uh, when we talk about the concept of health evangelism. But it's a very effective way, that's for sure. <clears throat> okay, um, just shortly before we close, we have five minutes left, <laughs> so I won't be able maybe to go through it all, but, um, you know, we've been talking about how that um, when you relieve uh, physical pain or when you, you help people with their health, how the confidence is being gained and that they are opening up also to more spiritual things. Um, maybe one thing that I want to mention also, and of course we also talked about that, but as you help people with their health, um, not only is the confidence gained, but the mind is also clearing up so that they are more prepared to receive the, the spiritual things. And I want to shortly share a story on that. Um, Actually, uh, with uh, my husband Daniel's fam family, when he grew up, they were not Christians at all. But his family, uh, they grew up in New Zealand, and uh, his mother was actually into New Age. And New Agers, they have actually stolen the field when it comes to health a lot. Because they are very health conscientious, in many, you know, many times they're very health conscientious, and people are drawn 
by them. But of course, we know that they are drawn to a totally different spirituality than what we want to draw people to. But anyways, um, with Daniel's family, they have actually accepted the health message, how to say, through the New Agers. And so they were sharing that with a colleague of Daniel's father. And they had so, this colleague and his family had so many health problems. But as they took hold of this health message from the New Agers, their minds started clearing up and they started to become spiritually interested. And they started to attend Bible prophecy meetings. They got converted. They became Adventists, shared with Daniel's family. And in that turn, he's an Adventist. I mean, that was a seed in Daniel's life and now he's an evangelist. So you just see how these things work together, you know, how the health message. But the thing is that, okay, the New Agers, they have like half, you know. So they, in this way, God, God has a thousand ways. He's so amazing, you know. He was basically using the New Agers to give the health message to clear of the mind, to prepare it for the Adventists, you know, to come in with the truth. But actually, we, we have both. As a people, we have both. We have the health message and we have, you know, the message for people's soul longing, the truths of God's word. And um, it just, was kind of like to wake us up. It was like a wake-up call to have a new age just come on the scene. Yeah. It kind of, wow, <laughs> we should be doing this and we should be doing this. Yeah, yeah, that's so true, that's so true. Well, before we close, I just want to share this um, quote quickly also because um, it's true that many times um, by helping people with their physical needs, you pave the way for the spiritual thing. But sometimes you also see that um, people, um, there is a lot of mind sickness, you know, and sometimes you really need to start there. And White actually says that nine out of ten diseases have their foundation in the mind. And that is quite revolutionary. And I think this is one of the big diseases of our days in our society, the mind sicknesses. And so it's true that, um, you know, relieving physical pain is an entering wedge for the spiritual dimension. But sometimes you need to start more on the mental, spiritual um, um, area in order to pave the way also for the phys physical restoration. And we have this story from Mark chapter 2. Um, you can read it in your own time. But basically it's a story about this paralytic man that came to Christ, you know, that was put down through the, um, through the roof. You know that story? And you can read it in your own time, Mark 2, 1, 2, 12. Uh, but I think it's a fascinating story. And when he comes down there, and this man is totally sick, but the first thing that Christ says to him is, Son, your sins be forgiven you. That's the first thing that Christ says to him. And Christ could have said to him, you know, stand up and walk or, you know, healed him and then talked about spirituality. But in this case, he saw that the first and foremost need of this man was actually a relief of his mind issues, you know. And for many people, that is the case. And I can testify to that in ministry, that with many people, it actually starts with relieving this thing or the mind, the mind problem. And I just want to share this quickly. Um, it says here about this story, about this paralytic man, it says that Christ saw that the man was suffering with bodily disease. And he saw also that he was suffering with a sin-sick soul. He knew that in order to heal bodily maladies or sicknesses, he must bring relief to the mind and cleanse the soul from sin. The man needed health of soul before he could appreciate health or body. And I must say, like I said, in, I've seen this in ministry several times, you know, that many people, more than they are, are, are looking for physical restoration, they are looking for to be relieved from all this, um, you know, guilt and, and um, um, depression, right out depression, you know, which is also bringing on other diseases. And we have a message that also can relieve that burden of guilt and sin and, and you know, all those distorted thoughts. So here that the paralytic found in Christ healing for both the soul and the body. The spiritual healing was followed by physical restoration. This lesson should not be overlooked. There are today thousands suffering from physical disease who, like the paralytic, are longing for the message Thy sins are forgiven. 
The burden of sin with its unrest and unsatisfied desires is the foundation of their maladies. They can find no relief until they come to the healer of the soul. The peace which he alone can give would impart vigor to the mind and health to the body. It's a very holistic message. It goes both ways, you know, bo both ways. Um, everything is so closely connected. Um, if, you, um, if you have, you know, a spiritual disease, you're bothered by sin, by guilt, definitely the mental faculties, faculties will be affected by that. And if you don't know the secret of laying those burdens at, at the foot of the cross, depression takes hold of you. And in the depressed state of being, the immune system is decreased. And so you catch a flu or whatever it may be, you know, a physical disease. And in that stage, you don't feel capable to, to minister to others. And so the social is affected as well. So it's like a circle. It's one, if one of the elements are affected, do, 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 it's like this domino effect. You know, all the other areas are affected. And that's wherever you start in this circle. You know, all these different aspects, they work in on each other. Good. And in closing, sometimes when we see all this mystery in the world, we get overwhelmed. I, I know I've had that sometimes. I just think, you know, where to start? It's so much suffering and, you know, where to start? But it's the one rule that um, I want to close with. And that is, um, actually, yeah, that is, do to one what you wish you could do to everyone. You can't relieve the sufferings of the whole world. And sometimes we can almost be, uh, have this apathy, you know, we're just like, oh man, I can't help every, everything anyways. So then we end up doing nothing for nobody because we can't have, help everybody. <laughs> but if we have the rule in life, do to one what you wish you could do to everyone. You know, to see those single cases. And when you see in the ministry of Jesus Christ, that's how he did it. Why did he choose 12 disciples to be around him? You know, he, it was this core group that he was educating. Why did he spend so much time with this woman at the well? Just one lady spending hours with her? And why? This man at Bethesda, he must have been climbing over many sick bodies, but it was this one case that drew his attention, Allah says, and, and he saw it was a special case that he needed to care for. You know, we can't help everybody in this world. There's a lot of suffering. But do to one what you wish you could do to everyone. Go deep rather than wide. Go long rather than short. Go time rather than money. And um, I would just encourage us all to, uh, to take and run with these principles and to use Christ's method because Christ's method alone will give true success in reaching the people. And with that, we can have a closing prayer. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we're so grateful that you've given us these principles in your word and through the writings of Ellen White. We're so thankful for the light that you've given us as a people. You're a God that cares for all the different aspects of life. And you created mind and body and soul. And you've given us counsels for how we can keep it. And not, not only that, but you've given us tools for how we can reach out to suffering humanity with a message that is holistic, with a message that um, appeals and that has um, an answer to all this suffering in, in the different areas, the physical, the mental, the social, the spiritual. Lord, I want to pray that you will inspire us, that you will help us to know how we can apply these things in a practical way in our own life um, and also how we can um, use it from day to day. Maybe some of us are not able to do, to do it full time, um, but still that we can full time have the attitude that we want to use your methods to reach out to people and to be those worthy representatives for you that can um, make an impact in this world and draw people to you and to your kingdom. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat>
or the health work, like um, Tracy from Adventistry. Very interesting. Uh, so I hope you will be back. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.